Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Center Circle Podcast. I'm your host, John Leonard. Today is Tuesday, September 20th, and we'll start first with a quick look at the weekend's MLS action. Friday night saw the Chicago Fire host DC United. DC struck first with a goal from Rob Vincent in the 19th minute, but the Chicago Fire needed only 10 minutes to take the lead back. Goals from Razvan Kochis in the 22nd and David Akam in the 29th put the Fire ahead. That scoreline remained until the second half stoppage time with Bobby Boswell finding the equalizer amidst chaos in the box. DC is fortunate to escape with a point, while Chicago has to feel disappointed at blowing a lead so late in the game. Final score 2-2. Saturday gave us seven games in MLS action, beginning with Seattle versus Vancouver. The Sounders remained in control for most of the match with the only goal coming from Jordan Morris in the 81st minute. Vancouver's best attempt on goal bounced off the post moments before the Morris goal off a cross from Nicholas Ladero. Final score, 1-0 Sounders. Next up, Portland versus Philadelphia. The Union had several opportunities in the first half, but the combination of Gleason and the goalpost kept the game scoreless through halftime. Immediately following the second half kickoff, Darren Maddox made his presence known in the box, setting up Diego Valeri for a goal 20 seconds in. Philadelphia had a quick answer with a long-range shot from Chris Pontius. Five minutes later, Maddox gets loose in the box again and fires off a quick pass to Fernando Adi, and Portland retakes the lead. Josh Yarrow was lucky to last 84 minutes before his second yellow sent him packing and the Union down a man. Portland will feel good about three much-needed points, while Andre Blake kept the damage to a minimum for the Union. Final score, 2-1 Portland. We now move to FC Dallas's first game in Yankee Stadium. Tommy McNamara started things off for the home side with a lucky goal in the 8th minute thanks to defensive errors in the box. Dallas responded in turn with a goal from Maxi Arruti bouncing off of Saunders off the crossbar and into the goal. Frank Lampard made an exit late in the first half with an apparent calf injury. is expected to be out for 3-4 to four weeks. Early in the second half, Dallas took the lead thanks to Maros, Diaz, and Rosales opening up space for Michael Barrios. Dallas held the lead for only 18 minutes before an equalizing header from Kyrie Shelton. Both teams had several missed one-on-one opportunities, and both teams will be disappointed to leave with only a point. Final score, 2-2. We head north to Stad Saputo, where the Montreal Impact hosted the New England Revolution. Fresh off a disappointing Open Cup final, the Revs needed only 23 seconds to take the lead with a Kellen Rowe to Kai Kamara goal. In the 27th minute, they struck again, this time with Kamara setting up a 20-yard strike from Kellen Rowe. Three minutes into the second half, Montreal drew a penalty kick thanks to a controversial call involving Harry Ship and London Woodbury, but Drogba slots at home all the same. The impact had several chances to equalize, but could not find the net, and Kellen Rowe sealed the win with his second in the 58th minute. Evan Bush did his part to prevent any further damage to the home side. Final score, 3-1 New England. Orlando hosted Columbus in a game that would have put the Lions in playoff position, but Columbus stuck fast and often to silence the home crowd. A through ball from Ola Kamara finds the feet of Justin Miram, and a quick pass to Ethan Finley put the crew up in the 6th minute. In the 22nd minute, an awkwardly defended corner kick ricocheted off defender Seb Hines, scored as an own goal against Orlando. On the cusp of halftime, a well-taken free kick finds Ethan Finley in the box, who sets up Ola Kamara for the crew's third. 
Orlando could do little against Steve Clark, only managing a single goal thanks to Kyle Lahren in the 79th. Columbus wrapped up with another goal from Ola Kamara in the dying seconds. Final score, 4-1 Columbus. Onward to Colorado with the Rapids hosting San Jose. A controversial save-slash-tackle from David Bingham on Dominique Baggi left Colorado calling for a penalty early, though none was given. Tim Howard kept a clean sheet for the home side, thanks especially to a kick-save late in the first half, while the Rapids' offense found themselves incapable of beating the Earthquake's offside trap. A total of five combined shots on target is all to take away. Final score, 0-0. Real Salt Lake hosted the Houston Dynamo in a game that ended RSL's home unbeaten streak. Despite 15 shots, the home side only managed to put one on target, sending several just over the crossbar. In the 36th minute, Ricardo Clark forced a turnover and set up Alex for what was the only goal of the game. Houston nearly got a second, the shot from Ricardo Clark bouncing off the post just before being cleared. The second half saw RSL dominate possession, but no one could find the goal. Final score, 1-0 Houston. Soccer Sunday began with Sporting KC hosting the Galaxy and the no longer retired Landon Donovan. Kansas City had a chance four minutes in that went over the bar and LA countered with a pass from Emmanuel Boateng that found the head of Alan Gordon to take the lead. In the second half, Dom Dwyer managed to shake two Galaxy defenders and crossed to Jacob Peterson to equalize. Failhaber to Abdul Salam to Dwyer put Sporting ahead in the 69th. Enter Landon Donovan, set up by fellow former retiree Robbie Rogers with a charging run through the Kansas City defenders. Dom Dwyer had a chance to retake the lead again in stoppage time, but the shot went wide left. Final score, 2-2. Our final MLS game of the weekend was a chaotic affair between Eastern Conference Giants when the New York Red Bulls traveled to Toronto. Twelve minutes in, an absolute failure of a clearance from Steven Betashore sent the ball into his own net to give the Red Bulls an early lead. In the 31st minute, Bradley Wright Phillips did what he does, chipping the keeper to double the lead. Ten minutes later, Toronto responded with a goal into the correct net from Michael Bradley to cut the lead in half. The second half began with a great pass from Sasha Kleshton to Bradley Wright Phillips, good for his second goal of the night and 20th of the season. Twenty minutes later, Josie Altador finally found an answer to BWP in the form of an insane free kick, bending over the wall, past the keeper, and into the net. After a few missed chances from both sides, Josie too found a second goal to equalize off a failed dispossession. Final score 3-3, but it could have been even higher. After week 28, FC Dallas still lead the Supporters' Shield race with 52 points, followed by LA with 48, Toronto with 48, and Colorado with 47. FC Dallas becomes the first team to clinch a playoff spot, while Toronto need only one more point to do the same. In the playoff race, Dallas, LA, Colorado, RSL, Portland, and Sporting KC will qualify with the Sounders on the outside looking in. Over in the East, Toronto, both New York teams, Philadelphia, Montreal, and New England would qualify, with DC and Orlando only two points shy of the Revs. In the Golden Boot race, Bradley Wright Phillips leads with 20 goals ahead of David Villa with 17, Gio Vinco with 16, and Fernando Adi with 15. Giovanni Dos Santos, Ignacio Piatti, Kyle Lahren, and Dom Dwyer are in a four-way tie for fifth, all with 14 goals. Next week's schedule starts with NYCFC hosting Chicago on Friday's Viernes de Football action. Saturday has a full slate of weekend games, Toronto vs. Philadelphia, D. 
DC versus Orlando, Vancouver versus Colorado, Houston versus Portland, RSL versus Dallas, and San Jose versus Sporting KC. Soccer Sunday will feature the LA Galaxy hosting Seattle at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 Eastern, 3 Central, on ESPN, followed by Columbus versus New England on Fox Sports 1 at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central, 4 Pacific. Our top headlines of the weekend, Timbers midfielder Jack Jewsbury has announced that he plans to retire at the end of the season. Jewsbury has played in MLS for 14 seasons, including all six of the Timbers MLS era and was their original captain when they were promoted to MLS. FC Dallas have re-signed one of the league's most notorious players, Carlos Ruiz of Guatemala. His recent form for the national side has been impressive to say the least, and the Dallas front office expects him to help with the final push for the supporters' shield. In international news, Canada's head coach Benito Floro is out of his contract following a disappointing exit from World Cup qualifying. This means that the Canadian national team has not qualified for a World Cup since 1986 in Mexico and will next have an opportunity for the 2022 World Cup currently awarded to Qatar. In the interim, his assistant Michael Findlay will be taking over as head coach until a new coach is selected by the Federation. In Champions League news, the Vancouver Whitecaps are the first MLS team to qualify for the knockout round, joining Arabe Unido of Panama, the first non-MLS or Liga MX team to make it this far in this tournament. The FIFA suspension of Guatemala is set to take effect on October 1st, meaning that, unless things change, FC Dallas and the New York Red Bulls will advance as well. Portland sit in second in Group B, four points behind Saprissa with a game in hand and two left to play. They will need two wins to qualify. Sporting KC have been eliminated in Group C. Moving on now to the NASL with their six games from over the weekend. The New York Cosmos hosted FC Edmonton in a statistically lopsided match with the Cosmos dominating possession and outshooting Edmonton 20-10. However, with Edmonton boasting the best defense in the league, the game went scoreless 0-0. Miami FC traveled to Indianapolis on a three-game win streak, but gave up an early goal to Indy's Dylan Mares off a botched clearance from Miami keeper Daniel Vega. Indy doubled the lead in the second half with a goal from Don Smart, while Miami got their only goal of the night from Vincenzo Rinella. Final score, 2-1 Indy, breaking their five-game winless streak. Puerto Rico and Jacksonville, both bottom of the table with 10 points, played an intense match with Puerto Rico taking the lead less than three minutes in. Jacksonville equalized to the 29th, only to concede again three minutes later. The Armada opened the second half, scoring another equalizer in the 57th, and took a brief lead in the 83rd, only for Puerto Rico to finish the scoring with an equalizer of their own in the 85th. Final score, 3-3. Tampa Bay hosted the Carolina Railhawks in a high-shooting, low-scoring affair. The Rowdies managed just one goal from 21 shots while the visiting Railhawks were head scoreless. Final score, 1-0 Tampa Bay. On to Minnesota versus Ottawa, where the hosts took a 2-1 lead into halftime thanks to a 44th-minute penalty goal from Christian Ramirez. Unfortunately, the home side managed to give up the lead with less than 10 minutes remaining, conceding two goals to Ottawa in the 84th and 86th minutes. Final score, 3-2 Ottawa. In our final NASL game of the weekend, Rio OKC managed to draw against the Fort Lauderdale Strikers, with the Strikers taking the lead in the 61st minute and Rio equalizing in the 84th with a penalty goal from Michel. Final score, 1-1.
That leaves the Cosmos still five points ahead of Edmonton in the fall season standings at 31 points. Miami sitting third with the spring champions in the 11th fourth. The next two teams in playoff position are FC Edmonton, second in the combined standings, and Minnesota United in fourth. Only one team has been eliminated from the postseason, Puerto Rico, who debuted for the fall season and sit in 12th place with 11 points. In the NASL goal-scoring race, Minnesota's Christian Ramirez leads with 15 ahead of Indy's Eamon Zayed with 12 and the Cosmos' Juan Arango with 11. This Friday, we'll see Puerto Rico travel to Miami to face their fellow 2016 debutants, while Saturday sees another slate of five games, Fort Lauderdale versus Tampa Bay, Jacksonville versus OKC, Ottawa versus Minnesota, Carolina versus Edmonton, and Indy versus New York. Onward now to a quick look at the weekend's USL action with only one week remaining in their season. Richmond took a 1-0 lead to halftime against Charleston, only to concede too late. Wilmington struck early and conceded late to tie Harrisburg 1-1. Colorado Springs got a go-ahead goal in the dying moments to win 2-1 over Sounders 2. Rochester cruised to a 1-0 victory over Charlotte. Louisville gave up the opening goal to St. Louis in the 17th, only to hammer back five unanswered goals to win. A 1-1 halftime score between Arizona United and Real Monarchs ended 3-2 for United. FC Montreal were dominated by the Red Bulls too, losing 4-0. San Antonio got a pair of goals in the second half to win 2-0 over Tulsa. Sacramento and LA Galaxy 2 drew 1-1. FC Cincinnati scored the lone goal in a 1-0-1 over Orlando City B in front of the largest USL crowd ever, 24,376. Rio Grande Valley got a 1-0 win on the road in Orange County. Pittsburgh and Rochester drew 1-1 with an early goal from the Riverhounds and a late goal from the Rhinos. Timbers 2 beat the Whitecaps 2 with a pair of unanswered first-half goals. And the Swope Park Rangers beat OKC on the road with three first-half goals. In the Eastern Conference standings, New York Red Bulls 2 have clinched both their conference and the regular season title with 66 points, with Louisville, Cincinnati, Charlotte, Charleston, Rochester, and Richmond clinching playoff spots. Orlando City B sit in the final playoff position, one point ahead of Wilmington with one left to play. Orlando clinched with a win, while Wilmington need a win of their own and dropped points from Orlando to qualify. In the West, the top spot is down to three teams with Colorado Springs and Sacramento level on points at 49 and Rio Grande Valley in third with 48. Joining them with a guaranteed playoff spot are LA Galaxy 2, Swope Park Rangers, Whitecaps 2, and the OKC Energy. San Antonio is on the bubble with 38 points, one ahead of both Timbers 2 and Orange County, and two ahead of Real Monarchs. With one game remaining, all four remain in contention for the final playoff spot. In the USL Golden Boot race, Jack McBean of Galaxy 2 and Sean Acoli of FC Cincinnati are tied for first with 15 goals each. Brandon Allen of Red Bulls 2, Irvin Herrera of St. Louis, and Chandler Hoffman of Louisville are tied for third with 14 each. In the final week of the USL regular season, we start on Wednesday with Swope Park Rangers at Tulsa and OKC at Whitecaps 2. Saturday sees 13 games on the penultimate day of the season, featuring Harrisburg versus Montreal, Toronto FC 2 versus Rochester, St. Louis versus OKC, FC Cincinnati versus Pittsburgh, Richmond versus Wilmington, Sounders 2 versus Swope Park Rangers, Charlotte versus Louisville, Sacramento versus Tulsa, Red Bulls 2 versus Charleston, San Antonio versus Rio Grande Valley, 
Arizona versus Tempers 2, Colorado Springs versus Orange County, and Rail Monarchs versus Galaxy 2. The season concludes on Sunday with Orlando City B visiting Bethlehem Steel. In National Women's Soccer League news, the league is coming off a break for international play with the standings unchanged in a week. The Washington Spirit lead the NWSL Shield race with 39 points, followed closely by the Portland Thorns with 38. The Chicago Red Stars joined them as the only teams to clinch one of four playoff positions, sitting third in the standings. The Western New York Flash currently lead the Seattle Reign by two points for the final playoff spot, but the Reign can still overtake the Flash with one left to play. In the NWSL scoring race, Houston's Kaelia Ojai and the Flash's Lynn Williams remain tied for first with 10 goals each, followed by a tie for third between the Flash's Jessica McDonald and Portland's Nadia Nadim with nine. Shea Groom of Kansas City sits in fifth with eight. This weekend will bring the NWSL regular season to a close starting on Saturday with Orlando versus Kansas City, Boston versus Western New York, and Chicago versus Washington. Sunday sees the final two games between Sky Blue and Portland, followed by Houston versus Seattle. Washington can clinch the NWSL Shield with a win over Chicago, or a Portland loss to Sky Blue, or draws from both Washington and Portland. Portland can clinch with a win over Sky Blue and a Washington draw or a loss against Chicago, or a draw versus Sky Blue and a Washington loss to Chicago. A win for the Western New York Flash will guarantee them the final playoff spot, while Seattle need to win and have the Flash lose to advance. The NWSL playoffs will begin on Friday, September 30th on Fox Sports 1. That brings us to the end of the first episode of the Center Circle Podcast, your new home for North American soccer news. I'm your host, John Leonard. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Pod and email the show any questions, comments, or requests at centercirclepodcast at gmail.com. That's all for tonight. We'll hopefully be back Friday morning to preview the weekend's action.